Now, now your ideas don't have to wait. Now they have everything they need to come to life. Dell Technologies and Intel are creating technology that loves ideas, loves expanding your business, evolving your passions. We push what technology can do so great ideas can happen right now. Find out how to bring your ideas to life at Dell.com. Welcome to now. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Welcome to the NBA Daily Ding on the Athletic NBA Show. Ding, ding. How about we can just watch basketball? I like that idea. Good morning and welcome to the Daily Dig here on the Athletic MBA Show. I'm Jared Weiss. Andrew Select is our producer, and I'm talking to Will Guillory today. And Will, we're going to start in Phoenix, where everyone's getting along with DeAndre Eaton, who had 31 points, 30 points in this game, in which the Suns were up, and it seems like they were in control, and then the Wizards beat them anyway, 113 to 110. What a weird season for this Phoenix Suns team, man. It's just up and down, up and down. I got to see this Phoenix team the other night go against the team I cover, uh, the Pelicans, and I watched Devin Booker go for 58. The vibes were immaculate. Uh, Booker couldn't miss a shot. Uh, They won the game against the Pels, got their revenge against Jose Alvarado, and now tonight they lose to the Wizards, who had lost their last 10 in a row. <laughs> As you mentioned, there's beef on the bench with DeAndre Ayton, apparently, and McCall Bridges. Uh, Monty Williams is yelling at people. You never see Monty Williams yelling at anybody. So uh, it's just weird vibes still going on in Phoenix. Now they're 4-8 and eight in their last 12. So who knows what's going on with this squad. All right, before we get to them, let's at least give credit to the Wizards for winning this game. They were up big in the third quarter, and then the Suns made this huge run, and they had a nice lead in the fourth quarter. It seemed like they were in control. And then crunch time really went Washington's way. Beal made some nice plays in crunch time. It was Kuz that really carried this offense for a lot of the game, though. Yeah, I mean, Kuz is just having another really consistent season. I think, you know, as this Wiz team continues to fall off, I think he's going to be one of the more interesting trade pieces as we get closer to the trade deadline, figuring out what's next for him. He's talking about the California breeze, uh, throwing little hints out there that maybe he's ready to move on. So uh, I just think he's a really nice asset that's going to be out there for somebody expiring contract. And he's just a really uh, consistent player on both ends of the court. And I think he had a really good game tonight for them. And he's the type of guy that Phoenix usually struggles with, right? This You kind of felt the absence of Cam Johnson and, and Jay Crowder, just a lack of that big wing who can handle him. Can we still say feeling the absence of Jay Crowder? I, I kind of forgot about the absence yeah, of Jay Crowder. Yeah, I know, right? Uh, why is he not in the NBA right now? It's so, it's it's so weird. It's so weird. It's so weird. Almost, almost as weird as you praising Kyle Kuzma for being consistent on both ends of the floor. I couldn't tell if that was a joke or not. But, I really I like mean, Kyle he's Kuzma. He's been doing Come it. On. He's been doing it. He does, man, and I think he doesn't get enough credit for what he does defensively. But, of course, he's an offensive player first. Uh, when the shots are going, he's really good. But, yeah, I think we need to give Kyle Kuzma more credit. I think he just kind of became a meme after a while in L.A. with the blonde hair and all the weird off-the-court stuff. But that dude is good at basketball. A meme to a degree. Oh, no question. I mean, we all saw the big puffy sweater. But uh, <laughs> I, I, the dude can ball. That's the point I'm trying to make. He, he did it tonight, and he's going to be a, a really nice piece somebody can scoop up from that Washington squad. 
Well, speaking of nice piece, somebody could scoop up DeAndre Ayton. Uh, he he was, I guess, their best player. I mean, Landry Shamit. He went insane from deep in this game. Oh, but crazy. Like, the game felt like it really revolved around Ayton, who had thirty points, thirteen boards, also five fouls. And can you walk me through this dust up that or dust up maybe strong this this rather heated conversation that happened on the bench? Yeah, apparently there was a possession where DeAndre Ayton. This is late in the game. The the Suns are down by about six points, I think, less than a minute left. Uh, DeAndre Ayton was supposed to set a screen for McCall Bridges. It doesn't happen. Uh, the Wizards end up going down, getting free throws. You can see on the free throw line, Bridges and Ayton starting to get into it. It goes into a timeout. They continue to argue. Monty Williams is trying to break it up. Ayton seems still upset. He's still going back and forth. And you just see, there's a clip you can see on Twitter now where it's just those guys in the huddle yelling at each other for a minute straight uh they try to break it like on a good note everybody kind of walks in their own way after a while and it's just again the vibes are just weird with this Suns team uh as they kind of struggle to figure out how they can win games unless Devin Booker just goes nuclear and uh, it's just weird I don't know how they kind of fix all of this uh with obviously Jay Crowder not playing basketball anymore and apparently the the Aiton beef is is back alive again yeah, I mean, th- this ain't news for anybody that's been following this team for a while. People around this team have been talking about this stuff for a while. It doesn't seem to end. Um, I-, I mean, I- I'm not there, so I don't know how it's been going overall this year with Aiton, but it's not a shock to see these kind of things bubble to the surface, um, especially when you're losing to Washington. Like, Washington has just been sinking. And, I, I mean, to the point that you said when they blow it up this year, like, as if it was even – a question at this point they're gonna have to make some move at some point to cash in on the chips they have and go for Wenby or scooter whatever the hell it is but this phoenix team we've seen a few times this year where they just don't have it like the one obviously comes to mind for me was just like they faced the celtics and they lost by like 50 points they were down by 50 at one point this is a team that just their effort just wanes so significantly and it's hard to explain it when you ha- when you're a team that has Mikael Bridges, like the, like the ultimate effort guy, the ultimate consistency guy, Chris Paul, who I mean he's got a Chris Paul every once in a while, but like he's kind of legendary for his persistence and his bullshitness and like all the little things that it takes for you to be a winner and overcome. And this Phoenix team, they just still seem to have these weird lapses. Yeah, they just have seemed to lose every single identity they've had the past few years since Chris Paul got there. They were known for locking in on defense. They don't really do that on a consistent basis anymore. They were known for consistently beating you in the last five minutes of the fourth quarter. They don't really do that as much anymore. Chris Paul, his offense kind of wanes from night to night. I think that's a real concern. Just what is he at this point in his career? Can he get back? to the player we saw at points last season. Maybe this is a different stage for him, and they got to figure something else out. Uh, uh, For the, like, 12th straight year, we can all agree that campaign probably isn't the answer at backup point guard. Uh, But, yeah, it just feels like they just need some type of shot of juice, just some type of energy that's just not there. And and I think some people will say, well, when Cam Johnson comes back, Maybe he'll help this, but it just feels like they need more than just a Cam Johnson. They need to shake this thing up somehow uh, just because it just feels like on certain nights they just just don't have any life whatsoever. All right, let's go up a mile high down from the valley. The Suns, they they just killed Memphis. It was 105-91. Uh, Jokic didn't score much in this game, but he did absolutely everything else. And John Morant scored a lot in this game, and then the rest of his team did absolutely nothing else. 
I mean, when you look at the stat sheet, you'll be like, wow, John Morant must have been incredible in this game. And he was. Yeah, but yeah, Nikola Jokic dominated this game. He had so many highlight passes. He had the one between the legs. He had the hook pass to the corner. He was having just his own little and one mixtape tour out there tonight. He was just destroying the Memphis defense. And, and I think the, the thing that they're probably more excited about from this game was just how good they played defensively against Memphis. Uh, that's been the real weakness for this Nuggets team throughout the year, holding Memphis to, what was it, 91 points. Like you said, no, nobody other than Ja really did anything. So I think they feel really good about this performance and trying to get this thing back on track. And all of a sudden, you see Denver sitting up there at number one in the West. I mean, number one in the West, that one's going to be fun for a while. It's it's a, I feel like it's a new team every night. Um, it was Memphis a few weeks ago. You're familiar with one of the teams up there, too. It was the uh, But this time it was Denver and, I mean, Jokic, his patience in this game was just awesome. I mean, this guy, go. you have to. You're going up against Steven Adams, Jaron Jackson Jr., Santi Aldama, Brandon Clark. Uh, I mean, Zaire Williams played 16 minutes in this game. This, this Memphis team is a lot of length and a lot of power. And... They're not a team that he can just bulldoze through and shoot over with ease, and he still figures out a way to just carve up the defense every time. Yeah, he was basically just playing point guard in this game, bringing the ball up. They were running screens for him at the top of the key. And, you know, usually when you play Memphis, you got to worry about being able to control the pace, stopping John Morant and all those guys from getting out in transition. And Jokic really controlled the pace of this game by playing point guard, basically. And that prevented John Morant from getting a whole bunch of easy buckets. Uh, every time you thought Memphis was going to start to get a run together, Jokic would just come down, come off a screen, find somebody wide open under the basket for an easy layup. It, it just uh he just dominates a game so easily it feels like well very much effort he, he gets it done and once again man it feels like we're not supposed to include him in the mvp conversation because he's won it two times in a row but the way he's playing is hard to deny him just because you just can't do anything with him he, he's either going to score you easily or he's going to set up his teammates and this was a really good night for the supporting cast. Obviously, you no know, Jamal Murray. Bruce Brown was just so good. He was attacking. I really liked his defense. Even if there were a few plays where John Morant scored, I mean, he he yeah. was so good. And then Christian Braun. I mean, this was definitely one of the best games I've seen him have so far in his rookie season. He is just he was just such a smart player attacking with the ball in his hands. Doesn't he can't really get by anybody, but he's he's clever and he's patient with when he needs to attack. Played really good defense, hit a few deep shots tonight. He kind of gave them everything that they could need out of uh, like a low grade version of MPJ who isn't available. Yeah, he's just not scared. That's what I like about him. He he'll come off a come off a screen, catch up, catch it, pump fake, and just go at somebody at the rim just without fear. He, you really don't feel great about him making it at the rim, but he'll go in there and, and try to bump into somebody and get a foul. Uh, that's I think that's a nice pickup for them. And Denver just has a way of finding those guys right at the end of the first round, early second round, who could just contribute for them off the bench. And it feels like they find one more with Christian Brown. Discover the latest collections from David Yerman, as seen recently, styled on basketball stars like Jaime Jaquez, Jalen Green, D'Angelo Russell, and others. David Yerman is a celebrated American jewelry company inspired by the beauty of art, architecture, and the natural world. The story of David Yerman begins in New York City with David, a sculptor, and his wife, Sybil, a painter and ceramicist. When the artists began collaborating, their goal was to simply make beautiful designed objects to wear. 
Over 40 years later, the Yermans and their son, Evan, continue to redefine American luxury jewelry with timeless, modern collections for women and men defined by inspiration, innovation, consummate craftsmanship, and cable, the brand's artistic signature. David Yerman's collections are available on davidyerman.com. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service that you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. All right, our last game, the Warriors, they don't have Steph Curry. Maybe they get things back on track and lose by less than 40, and that's exactly what they did. They lost 132 to 94. Mission the 38, 38 points, right? That's that's not the worst. Uh, it could be worse. Uh, they are a disaster right now, and without Steph, they just weren't close at all. And Jalen Brunson, he has just continued to be impressive for New York as they continue to roll, and he was honestly just – Running point, like for a guy that no one's sure if he's really a point guard, that dude was running point in this game, and he just tore apart Golden State's defense. Yeah, All Stars kind of on my mind now because the the voting started today, I believe. So uh, Jalen Brunson is another guy I think who's playing so well. He should probably be in the conversation uh, at the guard position. He he's another guy who controls the game so well. I think he's bringing the best out of Julius Randle. He he's playing so much better. You see, uh, since Tom Thibodeau kind of switched up that lineup, it feels like the pieces just fit a little better. With Quentin Grimes out there, they're getting McBride involved a little bit more. Obi Toppin's missing because he's hurt. Uh, but I just think going with the young approach is really helping that team. They've won eight in a row. And the Warriors, it's just rough to watch them without Steph, man. I mean, we know it. We hear it every year with the on-off stats with Steph, how much it falls off when he's not on the court. But you really saw it tonight. Uh, they just couldn't generate much of anything on offense. And Jordan Poole had a decent game. Clay really couldn't do much, and you just saw a lot of these possessions were just dead on arrival just because they really didn't have much to do uh, without Steph's gravity out there. Yeah, I mean, Jordan Poole did have 26 points, but they're relying on Ty Jerome to step up for them. I feel like as, as good of a game as he did have, it's not going to be enough against a team that's got a lot of guys contributing because you look up and down with the Knicks, almost everybody on that team had a good game. Like Quentin Grimes, he's been impressive. He had 19 points, only five for nine shooting. Deuce McBride had a solid game. Emmanuel quickly had a great shooting night. He is, he's, you know, he can be all over the place, but he had a great shooting night. Even Jericho Sims was good in this one. They they didn't play Fournier, Reddish, or D Rose. They just focus on playing these young guys, and you could just see the groove that the Knicks are getting into. And they actually, you know, we're talking about vibes. You would never imagine a Tom Thibodeau team having vibes, but I'm Not getting right. a little bit of immaculateness coming off of this team. They're loving life over there, man. They're feeling good. They won eight in a row. I mean, when was the last time the Knicks won eight in a row? I don't know. It's been a minute since they seem this competent. There's not any drama going on. These None of these older guys are demanding trades yet. They're feeling good about the young guys. They're not mad about Tom Thibodeau playing too many of the old dudes. So they're winning and they're playing the young guys. It feels great with the New York Knicks. And they got a real point guard. Uh, I mean, they, uh, that was their mission going into the summer was to, to give all the money to Jalen Brunson to give them competent point guard play and it's been mission accomplished so far man he's been great for that squad Jalen Brunson Walt Frazier 2.0 you heard it here first not really please edit that out okay that's gonna do it for the ding he's Will Guillory Andrew Slex our producer I'm Jared Weiss and we'll see you next time
As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.